0: Fear is embracing the inferior. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have part one of a three-part message by Bill Johnson about love versus fear. Here's Bill. Isaiah 51, here's what I want to do. I want to to talk to you about uh, love versus fear. Everything you hear and receive into your life gets filtered by love or fear. Everything that flows from us is affected by love or fear. Our reaction response to All the issues around us either take place out of love or fear. They're the two uh, defining elements of a person's life. Uh, Oftentimes what we recognize is happening around us. Uh, Those who are motivated by love will pick up on the good news, see the hand of God at work. Those who are controlled, manipulated by fear will always recognize the works of darkness. And It doesn't mean recognizing the work of darkness means you're motivated by fear, but those are still the end results And so what I want to do is I want to talk to you about this issue of fear and and the reason is because um, It's the number one command in Scripture. It's it's repeated more often than any other do not fear and When the Lord repeats a command as frequently as he does throughout this entire owner's manual it's because he's exposing or revealing the number one tactic that the enemy uses to disengage us from our life source. He, he can't cut me off from, from, from my life source in the sense of I have a relationship with God. But in the same way that you can have a dislocated arm where you no longer have full use of it, he wants me to be out of function, out of my role, out of usefulness. And fear does it. Fear is where we actually agree with the enemy. And anytime you believe a lie, you empower the liar. And so, what the Lord does is He's exposing the tactics of the enemy. I don't like to become devil focused. It's really boring to me and it's, it's unappealing and uh, there's nothing I like about it. But, but Paul does say, I don't want you to be unaware of the devil's devices. So, that's an important thing that we realize the tools that He used. When the Lord says, Do not fear, He's never saying it to expose what we're doing wrong. In other words, it's not a shame deal. It's not a, look at you, you're blowing it again. What he's doing, whatever he says, do not fear, he's opening up to us that within reach is the grace to be victorious over fear. It's never a command where, here, go take care of this. It's always a partnership. When he gives commands, he empowers us to do what we previously couldn't do. It's the nature of grace. Grace enables, grace empowers. And so when the Lord says, do not fear, he's merely saying, okay, right at this moment, there is within reach the capacity, the grace for you to deal with this that's come against you. Having the experience of fear, the emotion of fear, is not a sin. Partnering with it is. Embracing it as though it were truth. I mean, there's a difference between facts and truth, there are things that are true that aren't truth. You know, a doctor's report, don't pretend it's not there. If a doctor's report is, is there and it's, they've discovered something wrong, denial won't help you. Acknowledge what it is, but then come into truth that deals with the fact that Jesus has already taken care of that. Here's the cool thing about promises. Bob Hazlett, when he was with us here, uh, I think a month ago, he made a comment that really has got me stirring. And and uh, it was something to this effect, that whenever God gives us a promise. Wait, here, look at it this way. God is outside of time. We are in time. Whenever he gives us a promise, it is already done in his realm. It's already a finished, completed thing. And so what we do is we pray, we obey, we cooperate. We do the things that he's assigned for us to do because we actually are used by the Lord to help bring the release to the breakthrough that we prayed out for. Sometimes we have a role in seeing breakthroughs. Sometimes our only job is to observe. And it's, it's frustrating to try to figure out what season you're in. Because and the only way I know is, is, to, is to try something and have it not work. And then I go, oops, apparently it's the other season. Because there's two basic options. One is the violence. Violence. The faith is violent. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. When that season is going on in our lives, it's because the Lord is emphasizing our authority. He's wanting us to come face to face with how he's equipped us to be continuously victorious over the powers of darkness. But there's another season, and you can't do both at the same time. The second season says, Jesus says in Mark 10, Unless you receive the kingdom as a child, you cannot enter it. So in one season, you're violently taking. That's the expression of faith. But in the other season, you're in a place of rest where it's brought to you. I mean, you can't do them both at the same time you get a whiplash. You hurt yourself. In the the second season, the emphasis is not your authority as a warrior. The emphasis is on your childlikeness that receives an inheritance. It's something that's done for you. And these promises the Lord has given us to really steer us, empower us to deal with the fear issue actually come in both realms. They sometimes come as that commissioning or that, that compelling charge to pray with fasting, to make the decrees, fight the fight, fight the good fight of faith. Do whatever is necessary to see this fear issue defeated so that you can stand in absolute confidence. But other times, it's a grace thing. It's just a grace thing. that It's always grace, but it's a grace thing in that it sovereignly has released to you as a gift. You didn't even fight for it. There's no work involved. Both are necessary. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of what we're going to look at today. I want you to look at Isaiah 51. Did I tell you where to where to turn? Yes, yes? no? Yes. Some of you heard me. Some of you didn't. Isaiah 51. I've got got a couple passages here, three actually, that we're going to read to try to identify why the enemy has had such a focus in that area. Because if we understand why he's made a priority of, of promoting fear, then it'll help us to have the resolve to keep insulated from things that we've been vulnerable to. All right? Isaiah 51, verse 12 I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid? Of a man who will die, or the Son of Man who will be made like grass, and you forget the Lord your Maker, who stretched out the heaven, laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day. Go back to verse 12. I, even I, am He who comforts you. Who are you to fear? that's an interesting approach to fear you would think that the father would come and pat us on the back and massage our egos and say oh here here i'll take care of everything for you everything's fine he actually stands before us and he says i'm the one who comforts you have you noticed my size (laughs) who do you think you are being afraid who do you think you are did you actually think it was about you Sometimes we need a wake-up call like that, that that isn't the sympathetic pat that we thought we were going to get. And instead, it's the jar into the reality, oh, when I choose fear, I'm choosing the inferior of the absolute manifested presence of God who is here to defend me in any and every situation. Fear is embracing the inferior. Who do you think you are being afraid? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Look at, look at Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 has a great verse on, on the fear. that uh, Verse 13 is a, is a prayer that I've prayed over my own children. Still do. Um, I've been praying for probably 39 years. Verse 13, all your children will be taught by the Lord. Great shall be the peace of your children. Verse 14, in righteousness you will be established. You will be far from oppression for you shall not Fear. Look at that phrase. You will be far from oppression. Why? Because you won't fear. What is oppression? Oppression is that moment where we make agreement with a lie and we invite the atmosphere of darkness to influence our thoughts and our values. It's actually a cloud of darkness that comes when we believe the lie. Yes, Bill, that's a very good point. When... Here's an interesting thing. Fear doesn't start off. Oftentimes, doesn't start off as a spirit, a spirit of fear. Sometimes it's just it's just a simple emotion. I mean, you no, know, you can, you can work yourself into fear without the devil being you know a hundred miles away. I mean, we you know we don't need him to be stupid. <laughs> I don't. I'll speak for yourself. I mean, so, so, some sins we always we 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 think are spiritual, but actually oftentimes they start in in the natural realm. And the extreme example of this in Galatians 5 actually refers to witchcraft as a sin that starts as a sin of the flesh. That's just bizarre. I mean, here's this, you know, cultic involvement, the demonic, all this world swirling about a person who's involved in witchcraft. The scripture says it starts off as a sin of the flesh. What is witchcraft in its basic form? It is the want to be in charge and to control your environment so that you remain in charge. It is the absence of trust in God. And it starts as a sin of the flesh. It becomes supernaturally empowered and eventually becomes very demonic, becomes a stronghold of the demonic. Does that make sense to you? The same is true with fear. Fear oftentimes just starts as, I got a bill in the mail that that I didn't expect and I don't have money for. I mean, you, know, you can you start feeding into that thing and pretty soon in no time at all, you're just you're just buried in fear and worry, anxiety, all the junk that all of us face. Every one of us deal with this stuff. And so we get buried in that thing, and it actually invites the spirit realm to come in reinforce, and it becomes a much bigger battle than it was when we were just dealing with our own discipline. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Bill Johnson, Love vs. Fear. You can also find out more information about him at BJM.org. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.